Uh, thank you, Paul, and to the, the brothers that led us this morning and at the table. Thank you to the team that sing with us. We appreciate you. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians. <laughs> Do I have to say it anymore? <laughs> all right, we're making good progress, okay? But if you just join us for the first time, what's this all about? Let's get the mood. Let's get the, the context a bit. Uh, we understood at the beginning of the year that generally there's two ways of doing life. Okay, two of them which lead to dead ends. The one way is to go the rebellious way. You know what is right, but you keep doing what's wrong. Okay, and you can run like that. You run like that, it ends in a dead end. The other option is to be religious. You know, you like God's rules, you want to add some more rules, and everyone else must comply to your little world's rules. Okay, that also ends in a dead end, becoming virtually toxic and just consuming one another. And there's a third way. The third way we said... Well, God says, God breaks away the third way. He says, in me, in me is life. In me is life. Do life in me, with me, by me, on me, alongside me. And so Ephesians chapter 4 has been opening that up for us, that this is the disposition that we are to take. All right. So we pick up in verse 17 of chapter 4. So I tell you this. And insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. You know, option A, option B, not an option. Why? Because in the futility of their thinking, both the religious and the rebellious have a bad issue. The issue is inside them. The issue is futile thinking. Look how dark it is. Verse 18, they are darkened in their understanding, separated from the life of God, because of the ignorance in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. It's a, it's a terrible condition. It's a fraught condition. That, however, is not the way of life you learned. This third way, this life way, you learned Christ. In Christ is this life, he says in verse 20. When you heard about Christ, not just hearing, but you heard in a very special way. You heard in such a way that you heard it, you liked it, and you believed it. You believed that Christ. You heard in that way. Okay, you heard about him and you were taught in him. So you heard him and you were schooled. You went to Christ high school. Okay, you were schooled in Him according with the truth that is in Jesus Christ. According to the truth that is in Jesus Christ. And because of that schooling, okay, here's the third way. In Christ's life. In Christ you were taught. You were equipped. That's how come you do a new life. You can do a new life. You can be a new you. It can be a completely new you this 2023. Why? Because you were schooled in Christ. It happened, it's happening, and it'll continue to happen in Christ. Therefore, it's a possibility. Therefore, it's a reality. That's our faith. It's a living faith because of a schooling we've received in Christ. And what specifically did Paul teach them in the school of Christ? He said, verse 22, You were taught with your former way of life to put it off, put off the old self, which has been corrupted by its deceitful desires. You were put off. Verse 23, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's what we were schooled in. 
That's what we continue to be schooled in. And even this morning we're going to be schooled again in putting off the old and putting on the new. It's happened in the past already. Friends, when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, the old man was buried. Jesus died. The old man has been crucified. And it's never to resurrect again. Hallelujah. The old man is gone. And in Christ you were given a new man, a new woman. And in Christ you have God Himself through the Holy Spirit. Two to one. Two to one, the flesh. That's what we have in Him. Put on the new self. That's why this new reality is a possibility. It's a reality for those who believe in Christ. There is a third way. Amen? There is a third way. Amen? Amen. There's a third way. It's not religious. It's not rebelliousness. It's in Christ. That's our message, isn't it? That's our message. That's the good news. Okay. So we have this mentality now. A whole new mentality in view of all the graces of God. Chapter 1, 2, and 3. In view of the mountain of grace and all that God has done for us. What do you think the first thing Paul is going to tell us to do? Well, let's go to verse 25 and that's where we sit this morning. Here we go. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of one body. It all comes down to this. A new you, 2023? Yes. A new life? Yes. In Christ, possible? Absolutely. With others? Absolutely. Remember, this is not just a personal relationship. It's a relationship in God and with others. And all of that is possible in newness and in grace and in power. Not just that. Displaying the fullness of Christ is a reality and a possibility. All because of what? We do one thing. One thing. Verse 25. It's two things in one. But here it is. Put off falsehood. And what? Speak truthfully. Let's just lock into that. Shall we? Put off falsehood. Speak truthfully. This is going to hurt. <laughs> this is going to hurt. Because every single one of us was born a liar. Amen? That's what we were born. Adam and Eve, right? What, there's, there's the first deception. In fact, it's outrageous. The deceiver comes to Eve and makes God to be the liar. You know? Did he really say that? Will you really die? Making God to be the liar. And what does Eve and Adam do? They fall for the lie. They fall for the lie. And their children? Cain and Abel? Cain, where's your brother? Don't know. You knew where his brother was. His blood cried out from the ground. Okay? Cain and Abel were born liars. Abraham? Ooh, Abraham was a liar. <laughs> not once twice he told people or his wife to say to them tell them you're my sister okay children don't well not people don't like the truth we're not friends of the truth we hide from the truth we don't surround the truth that's our condition and that's what the bible keeps telling us and it goes to the next generation to isaac isaac also was a liar jacob jacob was a liar he robbed his blessing from his brother. Remember that story? 
Jacob's children. What did the brothers do with Joseph? Just lies. Just lies. Joseph was a liar. You know, there's his brothers before them. He doesn't tell them. He's a liar. All right. The Red Sea, Mount Sinai. What's commandment number nine? Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not lie. David, true or false, was a liar. No, no one knows. True or false? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Solomon writes a whole book in Proverbs covering lying. The prophets, what was their main charge? You follow lying prophets. You follow lying prophets. Follow the God who never lies. Right? Messiah comes. Messiah comes. He is the way, the truth and the life the line doesn't stop though his apostles are liars true or false early church is formed Ananias and Sapphira remember what happens to Ananias and Sapphira they're judged they're killed why because they lie because they lie so we get to Romans and Paul makes the statement that we all suppress the truth. True or false? True. We're all lies. We're born lies. We have a chronic condition. And from birth, from birth, this is us, friends. This is you and me. This is our issue. But now God has been revealed and God does not lie. It is impossible for God to lie, Hebrews. God does not pretend. He's not an actor. He keeps His promises. This is all that God is. This is all God wants, is the truth. There's a prophecy in the book of Zechariah. Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah. Zephaniah, Haggai. I'll find it now. Here it is. Here's a prophecy in the Old Testament about a new day. Okay, this is what the new day is going to look like. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I'm a very, I'm very jealous for Zion. I am burning with jealousy for her. This is what the Lord says. I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city. The mountain of the Lord Almighty will be called the holy mountain. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem. Each of them with cane in hand because of their age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. I mean, it's just a wonderful picture. Okay, in verse 16. These are the things that we'll do in this new day, in this new city. They will speak the truth to each other. That's the main characteristic of this new day, this new city, this new kingdom. Friends, our hope that we are walking into comes down to truth. Knowing the truth, being in the truth, and speaking the truth. So I've tried to uproot this topic of truth-telling because of the culture and because of how, how lying has just become so normal. It's just normal to lie. Everyone lies. Right? Sports heroes lie. Government lies. Politicians lie. 
Everyone lies. And uh, they might give a bit of truth, or they might lie, lie boldly, or they, they might just tell the truth to get a book before they go to prison. Okay. Everyone lies. And that's the culture we're in. But friends, this new life in Christ based on truth is to procure a community, an island of truth-tellers. Amen? People in the truth, with the truth, speaking the truth. An island of truth-telling. A Mamzatoti Baptist Church, by the grace of God, will be mainly characterized by its truth. Truth presented on Sundays, of course, but truth presented by each individual in the church. It's going to be truth by God's grace and with God's power. How does God fix liars? What can I do to fix this lying issue? There's nothing you can do. And if anyone says to you they can help your lying problem, they're a liar. <laughs> because we're all born liars. You just read the condition in Ephesians chapter 4. It's a big issue, an internal issue. It's thinking that's futile. But, but, in Christ, in Christ, you are schooled. In Christ, you've heard Christ, you were schooled in Christ. So let go of the old self, embrace the new self. And the new self loves truth. Loves truth. Amen? Amen. Speaks truth. Lives in truth. That's the new self. And that's what you have in Christ. Outside Christ, no hope. No hope. But in Christ, absolutely equipped, absolutely resourced, absolutely empowered with the new man and with the Holy Spirit in them, God has given you every resource to speak the truth. It's not a prisoner to keep in the heart. It is a, a, a truth that must be unleashed. And it must come out. And Jesus did this for us. Jesus, who, who never lied, who doesn't even know what lying is, He becomes the liar on the cross. And He takes the judgment for our lies. All our lies in the past, all our lies in the present, and all our lies will ever speak in the future. Every exaggeration He died for. He became, and He took the wrath of God. And by taking the judgment of every liar who believes in Him, friends, we receive His righteousness. We receive His life. This is who we are. Are we liars? No. We are in Christ, children of the King, and truth tellers. Amen? That's what we preach to ourselves. Will the flesh always be there? Will we always be tempted to, to lie? Of course we will. But the flesh is outnumbered two to one. The old man is dead. A new man we have. And the Holy Spirit in us. And a God who does not lie. So we run on the truth. And friends, this new way, this new year in 2023 is not going to be run on feelings. Amen? It's not run on feelings. You're going to run it on truth. You run it on truth. You believe in the promises of God. Run it on truth. This God who's never lied, who doesn't pretend and does not act and keeps every promise. You know, all the lies that we talked about through history, what was God doing? His covenant with Abraham, did he keep it? Yes. His covenant with Moses, did he keep it? Yes. 
His covenant with David, did he keep it? He kept every single promise and the promise of the one to come he has kept. And the promise of a new people in a new kingdom, in a new place, speaking the truth, it will be met. Amen? That's what God's been doing all along. And that's the one we follow. That's the king. So what's involved in speaking this truth? Two things. It is putting off falsehood, as we see in verse 25. Putting that off. And speaking the truth. So that's, that's like God's nature. God is not sin, but God bears righteousness. So we don't sin and we present positively truth. ABC, we speak the truth and we don't tolerate deception. I need you to double click on that and tell yourself that over and over. We don't tolerate deception and we speak the truth. By God's grace, by God's grace, may that be our culture. May it remain our culture. And I think it is our culture. We are a church that speaks the truth that loves the truth, lives in the truth, and we don't do deception. It's both those things. Lies and deceit are suffocated and buried with the old man. But the new man speaks the truth, shines the truth, shares the truth, sings the truth. And both of these things must be present in this one in Christ. So that's the application this morning. Ask yourself, is no falsehood a reality and equally speaking the truth is that present both those things are involved in this new identity putting off falsehood and speaking the truth throwing off lying throwing off deception throwing off exaggeration but also speaking the truth speaking the truth speaking the truth it's not a prisoner in my heart i let it out So children, in the Lord, moms and dads don't need to drag the truth out of you. (laughs) The truth comes out. Husbands and wives, the wife doesn't need to drag the truth out of the husband. The husband doesn't need to drag the truth out of the wife. In Christ, the truth comes out. Amen? Okay. I told you, this is going to hurt. The truth comes out of the child. It comes out of the parent. It comes out of the church member. Why does it take three or four consultations to get to the truth? And to get to one consultation, it took six WhatsApps. Six WhatsApps, three appointments, three of them missed, and we finally get to the consultation, and the truth is still not shown, and then another four consultations, the truth finally comes out. No to falsehood. Speak the truth. Speak the truth. To be careful with the truth. Who must speak the truth? It says there, therefore, each of you must. Each of you. Each of you must be this. Each of you. So, if you're always looking for the truth, you know, you're the truth detective. You must speak the truth. Who benefits when we speak the truth? It says there, To your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Everyone benefits when we hold the line of truth. 
Everyone benefits. Your neighbors benefit. Your families benefit. Your marriage benefits. Everyone benefits. It might be a hard truth and a road that begins very difficult. But because it's based on the truth, it'll become easier. Whereas we often take the short route, the easy path, which is covered in deception, which leads to a hard end or a broken end. To your neighbor, we are all members of one another. Your truth-telling benefits others. Who's in mind when I'm telling the truth? Other people. You see, our old self died when it was all about us. That died. This new person is all about them. It's all about others. It's all about my neighbor. And so my truth-telling is governed by that law, by that love. And friends, people are, the lost people particularly, people who don't believe, people who are not here yet, need us to tell the truth. Who is the truth? Jesus Christ. What is the truth? You need Him. What are God's promises? That's what they need. We need to tell the truth. So it benefits everybody. When, like our bodies need to tell us the truth. Imagine your, imagine your eyes not telling you there's glass on the floor. And they lie to you. You know, silly example, but our bodies tell us the truth all the time. They're telling us the truth. And so we must speak the truth. Our body, friends, what are we aiming to build at a Mansetonia Baptist church? What is any gospel-based, word-centered, Christ-filled church trying to, to hold on to? The truth. And when it holds on to the truth, it's empowered, it's unified, it's fellowship, it's peaceful. Step off the truth, it breaks, it's broken, it's divided and isolated. So let's not undermine that. There's enough of that outside. Lies undermine marriages. Lies undermine parents to child. Lies undermine churches. That's what destroys it. But us in Christ in this new way, therefore, put all falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. Just this week now, let's just start governing and weighing what truth we are speaking. Or what we should or shouldn't be speaking. And so I close with a few applications as we take this to heart. Because this is easily, I mean, taught. It's self-explanatory, isn't it? This is not higher grade. But it's not easy to live. And church and family and marriages, God wants you to double-check, double-check that in Christ, everything has a sure foundation and will not be broken down, will not be blown away if it's based on truth. So men, I need you to double check. Are you being truthful to your wife? Women, I need you to be truthful with your husband. Christianity 101. You know your Bible verses. You know the Tristan songs. You have this persona. 
Friends, if it's not based on truth, you have nothing. Nothing. Children base everything on the truth. If the consequences are severe and it costs and there's pain and there's a, you know, whatever the payment, it's a down payment for the, the harvest that you're going to reap if it's based on truth. Individuals in Christ have now seen right through the deception. The father of lives, his scheming has been seen through. Amen? We have seen it. In its truth, it has been exposed. We know the mask. Now we see behind the mask. And we know behind the mask, it is filth. It is death. It is everything not God. And it will be judged. In Revelation 21 verse 8. I think it's verse 8. Along with murderers. Along with the sexually immoral. Along with the witches. And the says, Along with all the unbelievers. You know who's also in there? Are liars. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. We have seen through the mask. It is not pretty. And in Christ, beloved, beloved in Christ, with everything before us, every grace, every mercy, when, there is, when it is exposed, we confess it. Amen? We don't dance around it. We don't hide. We don't pretend. We love the truth. You're a liar, my wife says. I am. <laughs> I love the truth. You were caught. I was. You love the truth. Amen? I love the truth. And so we renew our mind with what God has done in the gospel to forgive us and to transform us. You tell yourself, because we're going to lie. It's not, it's not a, a maybe. We've got a whole book telling us we lie. But when it is exposed that we preach this gospel to ourselves, I'm not a liar. I am not a liar. I am a child of God. And through Christ Jesus, I have been forgiven and established. I have a new man. I have the Holy Spirit. And nothing can touch my salvation with God. Even if I never lied the rest of my life, that has no merit on my salvation. Jesus is my salvation. He fixed it. He did it. It's His. Amen? Amen. He atoned sufficiently for all that I am. He atoned sufficiently. Does not attach itself to my salvation. But in this Christ is a new life. And this new life is what? Putting away falsehood, speaking truthfully to your neighbor. That's what it is. Christianity 101. This is our hope. Our hope is in the truth. And church, please, our hope is in the truth this year. In this truth. In that truth. In Christ is our truth. There's no truth in horoscope. There's no truth in, 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 in witches. There's no truth in the lotto. There's no truth. Amen? There's no truth there. Whatever you're living for other than Christ, it's no truth. This is truth. And this is our life. And then thirdly, 
just to say because we love truth doesn't mean we can go to tell people, you know, I love truth, but I hate your singing. <laughs> you know that. I love truth, man. Your hair doesn't go well. <laughs> you got it. Let's just measure. If you have a pen and you're right, just measure your words. You can love truth. That doesn't mean you can say anything you want. Just measure your words. Why do you want to say this truth to this person? Is it for their benefit? Or is it for your benefit? Check your motive. Is my truth going to strengthen the body? Or is it going to break the body? Is my truth going to empower or disempower? So speak the truth. We live the truth. And we know the truth. And for all of us, it's just going back home this week. And and maybe not saying anything anymore. Unless it's truth. Maybe that. Don't share anything unless it's truth. Don't share. Don't condone it. Don't inflame it. Because we, in Christ, put away falsehood and speak the truth. Amen? Our mouths, our devices, our whole entities, this is who we are. Let's pray.